Welcome to Ciao Bella, hosted by me, Erica Firpo, travel journalist based in Rome. Each episode of Ciao Bella, I sit down with Italy's creators, contemporary artists and artisans, designers, culinary experts, heritage brands, and innovative estites, and more who are defining and redefining 21st century Italy. Pull up a chair and join in. Welcome back to Ciao Bella. Today I'm with Francesco Agopian, the owner of a delicious Venetian restaurant and a historic restaurant called Antiche Carampane. It's located in San Paolo, on the San Paolo side of the Rialto Bridge, kind of hidden. Hey, Francesco. Ciao, buongiorno, Erika. Thank you for joining yeah. me. Nice to, nice to meet you again. It's a pleasure. It is a pleasure. I really, I, um, I want to let everybody know a little backstory. Uh, about three weeks ago, I had the privilege of heading out on a boat with Francesco to an island to talk about gardens and farming and food. And that's what we're here to talk about today. I wanted to, I wanted to start though with a little bit, a lot of people have heard of, if, if they haven't been to, which I'm, I'm sure a lot of people have, they've heard of Antique Carampane in Venice. Um, and, I, and Francesco, I wanted to ask you to, to share a little bit about the history. History is very simple. Uh, <clears throat> in the 1983, the, my uncle uh, bought the, the, the Antica Carampane, that it was a very small restaurant, not in the main road, uh, like Rialto San Marco. And, the start, and they started uh, to do some uh, different food uh, between all the other restaurants. Uh, for instance, uh, my uncle. Uh, uh, was serving some uh, fish with cheese, the, 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 for instance, the vongole with the Parmesan cheese, uh, or the monkfish in crust of Parmesan cheese. And this was very different from uh, what all the, the other restaurant was doing in Venice. And this gave to them some uh, success. And uh, after uh, 38 years, uh, now I'm leading this restaurant with a big passion uh, and uh, for me it's uh, an honor to, to do it. And so everything has to be perfect uh, in all the time. Well, that's nice to hear. And I think, you know, what, what I think is kind of, um, kind of amazing is that you've taken perfection in a whole new direction um, with the, the with with this new project that we're about to talk about but before we talk about the project Austin Orto um I just I wanted to give everybody a you know one of the things I a long time ago I lived in Venice and Venice hasn't been around forever and I know that you grew up in Venice Francesco yes uh, and and your and your kids are growing up in Venice in fact we had a great conversation about you know your kids playing in in the campi and the freedom that they get that maybe a lot of people wouldn't get in other cities because of the way Venice is located or the way Venice is situated. Um, but one of the things that struck me was, you know, we talked about how the, the neighborhood where Antique Carampane is still the same as it was probably like 500 years ago, 600 years ago, it's so old. Yeah, it's the same area. It was a red light district area because uh, when the uh, last man of Carampane family died, he gave uh, to the government, the Serenissima, uh, at the end of the 13th century, all the building. And the Serenissima uh, put the very old prostitute, there were about 25,000 prostitutes in, um, 
in that century in Venice. The very old one was uh, uh, put in the in the area of Carampane. They weren't allowed to go to to the church. They weren't allowed to go to the gondola, and so it was like a, a ghetto for them. Uh, nearby our restaurant, there is the Teeth Bridge, Il Ponte delle Tete. Ah, right, a lot of people uh, love yes. that. <laughs> yeah, because the 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 the, the prostitutes were allowed to to stay nude in the balcony in order to catch the client. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot of history, and I mean, I, I now know it's you know, it's it's a lot of fun walking, walking around that neighborhood. I mean, it doesn't. Ha it's no longer a red light district. If anybody was you know was concerned, because it had, there hasn't been a red light district in centuries, but or at least a few. Um, but it's it's a beautiful. It's one of those beautiful kind of hidden places. I I, I have always had a hard time finding your restaurant. <laughs> as much as yeah. I know exactly where it is, I it's always. Very yeah, I always get lost. And then, then when I find it, I'm like, oh, my God, I know exactly where it is. <laughs> yeah, it's very hidden because it's not in the main road. That's all. So so let's jump forward. You know, you were talking about perfecting, you know, we just you just quickly mentioned perfection and cuisine. And um, briefly, I'd love for you to talk about um, about your cuisine. And then let's jump into Ostian Orto. Because, you know, I'm, I'm guessing, I, I would think everybody everybody looks at Antique Carampane as like kind of a totem of, of Venetian cuisine. Yes, uh, Antique Carampane, uh, the cuisine of Antique Carampane is based mainly on the historical uh, recipe, like, uh, for instance, baccala mantecato, sardine sabor, uh, the frito misto, the soft shell crab. Uh, oh. and, and uh, we, we are trying to follow the, the, the very old recipe, but with new idea. And for do this, we also uh, to use uh, the very good and local product. And this is the way we uh, join the Austin Orto, um, the Austin Orto, how can I tell you, the Austin Orto mission that is to uh, each restaurant can uh, produce uh, the, the, the vegetables and the fruits uh, in an island, in the lagoon. And so the, the, this is a very good connection between the, 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 the production of the vegetables and the, and the cuisine. We can have uh, good food and good product to, whose, uh, in the, to use in the restaurant. So I'm going to give everybody a little bit of um... A little bit of, of the Ostia Orto story because we've kind of casually mentioned Ostia Orto. Ostia Orto is a project that Francesco, along with 13 other restaurant owners in Venice, is that correct? Yeah, there are 13 uh, restaurants in Venice uh, plus uh, one restaurant that is in Yesolo, that is uh, in the mainland, and that they, is Da Guido. And they, you guys came together and decided, wait a minute, you know, not wait a minute, but you know, historically, just northeast of Venice itself is an island, a large island, the second largest in the lagoon, called Sant'Erasmo. And that is considered literally the vegetable garden of Venice. Historically, that is where all of the Venetian produce came from. Um, and it's still a countryside, it's still a farmland, but you guys decided to reinvest in that cultural and, and agricultural and gastronomic history and relationship and decided to invest in a farm, is that correct? 
Yeah, it is correct. Uh, during the first lockdown, uh, when uh, Venice, uh, it was a desert. There, there was uh, no, no, no any people uh, in the street. Uh, we take the idea to invest money in our territory. Uh, and so we found in Santerasmo a uh, little land and uh, we take the agreement with the owner and we started uh, last summer uh, to produce uh, our vegetables. Uh, Santerasmo, I think that uh, is the land where everything started in Venice. I mean, the lagoon is uh, very, very important for this city. It was in the past, right now, no, because right now uh, the people uh, try to see just San Marco and the Rialto Bridge. But in the past, uh, the lagoon was uh, very important for the city because uh, the only uh, food come from uh, this uh, island. And so for us, uh, it's important to reconsider this, uh, this land and uh, also to, 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 to work with two young guys that you find, uh, you met last yeah, time. Davide. Davide and Mario. Yeah. Uh, that are very professional and very proud of uh, their job. It made me, actually, it made me so happy when I met them. So uh, we went out and we, I think it was about like a 20 minute boat ride. You told me how many nautical miles it was, and that made no logic to me because I don't know things in nautical miles. But we took it. We took a boat ride out there, and um, just I'm going to give everybody like a, an idea. It's a it's a huge island. It's a farmland island there, but it is inhabited. I think they said. I think in my research, I found about maybe less than 800 people. There are some beautiful homes there. A little tiny tiny town but it's mostly farmland and we we took a really great walk and walked to the the four hectare land and i met these two guys davide and mario and i was just i was so happy when i met them because i think davide i don't know how i didn't ask him how old he was but i i remember looking at mario and i was like how old are you and he said he was 20 years old and, yeah, very young. and he was so passionate and was we we talked a lot about um about farming, about what they're planting, how they're planting, how they're learning. But it was it was really nice to see his investment and also Davide's obviously in, in the project and in the, the future of the project. Yes, uh, they are very proud and very serious in what uh, they are doing. Also because this project uh, is very important uh, for us uh, to, to uh, show that Venice uh, is not only cheap and and uh, cheap tourist. I mean tourism. Sorry, but uh, if there is a serious project, uh, you can do great things in this city. Uh, not only ice cream to, to walk in ice cream or <laughs> or pasta to go, but we can do great things for our city. And this is our idea and our project. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about what you're growing because we had. Um, I mean, I, I got to see it in February, and then you told me I have to come back in April, <laughs> so I can because in February it was cold, um, and and it's and we all know that's a different growing period. But I know we talked about there's Latuga Veneziana, um, Fagiolo Verdon. Yes, Fagiolo Verdon. It is a, a kind of very special Fagiolo. What and that's uh, for everybody to know that's beans. What about what is Latuga Veneziana? How what, what is that different from the lettuce that I would know in Rome? 
uh, is Latuga maybe is more uh, tender, is uh, is very very soft, and the taste maybe is more salty than the other one. But now that uh, the spring is coming, uh, we expect uh, to have also uh, the asparagus, uh, the green beans, uh, uh, the artichokes that are famous, very famous uh, in the San Erasmo Island. Oh, that's right. Uh, they come. There are specific San Erasmus artichokes. Oh, and yes, then you, uh, me you mentioned that in, in two weeks, I guess in, maybe in 10 days now, you're going to have, is it? I think it was March 25th or April 20th. No, it's April 25th, so in a month. Yeah, yeah. So we did. Arisi Did I say that right? Arisi Abisi. That is the place uh, uh, of the doge. Uh, it's called because it's the favorite place of the, I mean, landlord in Venice, that was the doge. It was Arisi Abisi, something very rich and very special uh, for the taste. Uh, uh, and it's a very good piatto. And that's rice and beans, correct? Yeah, no, rice and green beans. Rice and green beans, rice and green beans. The green that's, beans. Right. that's right. And then I, you know, so I, I would, I, I think that one of the things that, you know, when, when I was talking to you and I was talking to Davide and I was talking to Mario and Beppe was that, um, you know, this is not simply, this is, this is, this is not just a passion project. This is, a, you know, a, a very, well thought out long term project because um, those guys are thinking about I mean it was it was amazing to look at the calendar and not just see the plantings but how they were recording the rainfall how we were talking about the different winds that can affect the different crops because you know you're you're on this island in the middle of the lagoon so just so everybody understands I mean it's it's exposed it's got winds coming from two different directions so how they plant and what they're planting is really 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 they have to be very very focused. Yeah, for sure. And uh, our project, I think, for the time being, is a dream uh, that we are trying to <laughs> make to, to the end, uh, because uh, it's not easy for 13 head uh, to, to stay well together. But uh, month by month, after by month, we are trying to convive uh, and, to, and to use our, uh, our vegetables, what we are producing. Well, actually, I wanted to ask you, I, I know that, um, you know, Davide and Mario were very, very keen to tell me and insist, hey, the project's not even been, it's not even been a full year. So that's something really important to consider. But I wanted to ask you if you've noticed in, in the year that, the, that you've been getting this amazing produce that has it changed your kitchen? Has it changed your recipes? Yes, for sure. Uh, I've changed it because uh, sometimes uh, they take to us many, many products. Uh, and so uh, I say, what I have to do? I have to use it. Uh, and so, for instance, uh, easy thing. In the past, uh, we were serving uh, our grilled fish with a uh, little salad on side. Now we are using uh, all our vegetables. Um, I mean, it could be the cabbage, uh, the, 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 lattu the lattuga. And so, we uh with the, the 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 vegetable that come to our restaurant we are obliged to to use them and to uh find new recipes and this is very uh very smart for us was were there any for you any surprises any surprising vegetables that you didn't expect yeah for sure and the people also recognize uh, the, 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 that is the different uh, taste between that you, the vegetable that you find in the market, the, the common one, to 
the one that uh, we are using. Also because uh, when we tell to the people, we can tell a story for what we are doing and what we are using. Is uh, a quid, uh, uh, is a plus for us. I think it's a great plus. Um, one, of, yeah, one, sure. of, one of the other pluses that I, I made a quick note of when I was talking to all of you was um, the possibility of creating a seed bank. Because I know that Davide and Mario were so excited, not just by what they were growing and, and creating this circular economy with you and the restaurants in Venice and Yezolo, but they were also so excited about um, collecting seeds and um, that, you know, in a certain sense, heritage seeds or seeds that, you know, for, for produce that hadn't been grown there in ages. Yes, it's very important also because uh, there are some vegetables that was used anymore, maybe because the cost for growing up was too high, but that are very important for the for our history, for our kitchen, and so for them it's very exciting to use these uh, uh, particular and rare vegetables, like as you mentioned the lattuga, the santerasmo. Then in summertime will come the uh, many, many kinds and type of uh, tomatoes. Uh, we are using uh, some fruits. Uh, there are some many, many vegetables that uh, come from the, this island. It's very important to preserve it uh, and to use and not to lose. Now, am I correct? The farm is organic, correct? Yeah, we are not uh, certified organic, but we are 100% uh, organic, also because uh, this, we eat these vegetables, and so we have to know what we are eating. It's very important for us to, for, to give to the client uh, the best product that we can uh, have it. So, you know, I remember I asked you this when we were there, and um, we, we talked about the soil because we're... It's, it's an island in the middle of a lagoon. And, and, and um, I was saying, does, does the salt water affect the plants? Like, like, does it, I mean, what, you know, the sand, how, what, can you talk a little bit about that? You, you say the sand? Yeah, and the salt. Yeah, the, yeah, the sand and the salt, because the, the, this island, when the, 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 you put the vegetables in the sand, they go deep to take the water, and uh, many times uh, they find salty water because uh, you are in the in the lagoon, and so these uh, can give us some different uh, taste to to the vegetables. As I mentioned before, the artichokes are very famous because they are just a little bit salty. And uh, at the end of April, you can eat the first plants of the artichokes that are that are called the castraure. You can eat it raw with just some olive oil, some lemon if you like, but you don't have to put any salt because the taste is already fantastic. Oh, wow. When, wait, what is, what is exactly that season? The, the season is the end of uh, April about to start. At, uh, depends from the, the, the weather, from the, uh, the sun or the, or the rain, but usually start uh, from the 20 of April till the first uh, uh, week of uh, May. Oh, see, this is great because I will 
I just happen to know that I'll be in Venice for that, oh, the, 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 the 20th of April. So I'm going to, after this, after our interview, I'm going to talk to you about my reservation. <laughs> fantastic. And so you have to come to try. Of course I will. Now, I have, I have one last question that I wanted to ask you. Actually, I have two. I, one of my questions is, um, Antica Carampane is one of the restaurants. What are some of the other restaurants in Venice that are, that, so that we can go out and find them and, and experience the Orti Rosso? The Austin Orto. Austin Orto, no, no problem. <laughs> the other restaurants are uh, Alcovo, that is located uh, in San Marco. Uh, Covino, that is uh, a branch of Alcovo and is very close to uh, the, the big restaurant Covo. We have Vini da Gigio, that is located in Canareggio. Uh, we have Trattoria Anzalo Raffaele, that is uh, nearby the Zattere. We have the Ristorante Riviera. There is Da Ignazio, that is nearby us in San Polo. Uh, that is Marciano. Marciano is a pub, but they use only the product of Ostinorto with big success, and they are doing great things. And uh, then let me think. Uh, and then uh, I have to to see how many uh, restaurants I told you. One, two, three, four, five, six, uh, seven, eight. Is Conte Scorta? Corte Scorta, no, Cor it's not Cor with us. Uh, there is a, a Ristorante da, 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 da Guido. The guido that is uh, in Esolo. And then there is, uh, uh, yeah, there is the Cortes Conte. There is uh, also a um, seller of vegetables that help us to collect the, 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 all the products and to take uh, to all the restaurants. Okay, so I'm just going to make you say them to me again because I'm going to list them all at once. <laughs> so it's Antiche Carampane. Yeah. Il Covo and Covino. Yeah. Vivi da Gigio. Yeah. Trattoria Anzolo Raffaele. Anzolo Raffaele, yeah. Riviera Ignazio. Yeah. Marciano. There is the Marciano pub. pub? Yeah. Da Guido a Jesolo. Yes. A Fruttivendolo. Riviera. Riviera, there is the Riviera. Okay. A Fruttivendolo. You said? Yes, it's not a fruity vendolo, it's a big fruity vendolo that uh, help us to, to you, you go to take the, with the boat uh, all the vegetables ah. uh, and uh, it takes to, to each restaurant. Then another important restaurant is Alle Testiere, Trattoriale, uh, Osteriale Testiere, that is nearby San Marco. Perfect. That, that is Osteria da Rioba that is in Canareggio. Okay. And there is Trattoria Vittoria that also is in Canareggio. Then I hope to remember all the, 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 the restaurant. That's perfect. So now I have a list of restaurants to go to. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You've also, so, as, as, no, 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 this is great because aside from telling me all of these great, these restaurants that participate in the project, that just gives me more and more restaurants to try in Venice. Some I've tried, some I haven't, and this is exciting. This is really great. Um, my, my last question for you is, 
what is what's your goal or what what do you, what do you what do you want from this project i want to yes i want to invest uh, uh, in my money in uh, my city uh, and uh, i would like to have uh, perfect vegetables uh, to use uh, in our restaurant uh, with uh, uh, a plus uh, a big plus to, for for us uh, for that we are, have to be proud to to able to say this uh, is what we uh, are able to produce and this uh, is what we give to the client this is a goal for us i think it's very important because in this time that uh, the city is uh, just uh, you see is sold from uh, everybody that is a touristic or just for tourist city we uh, have to start uh, to have uh, that we have to sorry to show that uh, venice could be also different not just um, money easy money with the tourists no so i don't know if i am say stato completamente chiaro you were that was okay. great and i'm i'm really happy that you that you took the time to share this with me and to share this with my listeners um i just want to let everyone know that that um francesco and that austin orto this great project with these 13 restaurant owners um is is funded by them it's their project that's it there's no help from anyone else and um I think it's I think it's such a great and beautiful project. I love this. I love bringing bring this circle back to Venice. So thank you so much for taking the time to share it with me, Francesco. No, thank you. Thank you so much for uh, for so Austin Orto stay stay with us. Grazie. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ciao Bella. If you'd like to know more about today's guest, please visit ciaobella.co and click on the podcast link or go directly to ciaobella.co backslash podcast. Want more Italy? You can find all my episodes on iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher. When you have time, subscribe to iTunes and rate the podcast. What are you waiting for? And if you want to be part of the podcast, email me or DM me your Italy questions. To learn more about me and my work, go to my website, ericafirpo.com, and follow my Italy adventures on Instagram at ericafirpo. Ciao, Bella! And a very big thank you and hug to Massimiliano Yonta, the producers of Ciao, Bella, who continue to make me sound and feel great. 